When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the deal? Sedano not in the house? He's not back yet. Oh, nobody told me that. Um, De- actually, no, DeAndre did tell you in your I, I did tell you. I tried to tell you in your ear. You, yeah, said, okay. you said you're up and on. I didn't hear you tell me Sedano's not he here. He must have walked away when he said that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I went to ping. Oh, okay. Because well, so we did were he. talking about ping, and I was like, I have to go ping. Well, so did George. Well, it's time so. for what you need to know. It's being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. And now, here she is with what we all need to know, Lindsay Baseball. Thanks, Cappy. I was waiting for you to tell me to take it away. <laughs> Thanks, Gammy. All right, so this, what you need to know, is an update on one that I shared last year. So late last year, a 31-year-old Portuguese Mastiff named Bobby was recognized as the world's oldest dog, mm-hmm. which unseated Bluey, an Australian kettle dog, who had previously set the mark uh, at 29 years and five months, all the way back in 1939. Well, guess what? There's some shenanigans going on now, possibly, because... Bobby's record has come under scrutiny. According to Wired, uh, the folks tasked with certifying the Guinness World Records have temporarily paused the records for the oldest living dog and oldest dog ever due to some questionable evidence concerning the documentation that led to Bobby securing that honor. So he was he was supposed to be a 31 day or uh, 31 years old and 163 days back in October. But now they're saying, you know shenanigans on that so they have temporarily paused his certification as the oldest dog ever wow so i'll keep you posted on big that story that's a big deal yeah how does uh how does should have done dog... big deal or no deal on that one <laughs> right. right i should have how does the dog owner prove and how does guinness vet <laughs> see what i did there how do they vet whether or not this is right or not Thank you. Thank well, you. I'm not sure of DeAndre, the of those questions, but I will say that Bobby raised some red flags when all the the media tour of him winning this award right after he passed away. Um, the vets all noticed that a this type of dog typically lives between 12 and 14 years, so mm-hmm. that would be more than twice his typical age, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, he was noticeably overweight when Guinness issued the certification. So they're saying, oh, I don't know about this. A little bit of a red flag here because. I mean, I guess if you're extremely overweight and you're a dog that's only supposed to live to be 14, how are you living to be 31? That's what they, they thought. I don't know. Maybe he was running marathons, smoking cigarettes. I don't <laughs> Could know. Could have been. God, I miss my dog all of a sudden. I haven't seen my dog in a long time. When's the last time you saw him? It's been a few weeks. What? Where's the dog? Oh, my gosh. I don't even know what I would do without Chewy for like a day or two. Yeah, he went back to his mom's. Oh. So you're yeah, not going to see him again until like some of the kids come home. I don't. Well, I don't know when I'm going to see him again. It's it's. Wait, wait a second. What? So well, don't you remember he lost him in, in the, uh, you know he, he oh, lost. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, he lost him a couple months ago. That was part of the agreement. He really? Lost him. Yeah. Well, he said he didn't want him there. Anymore. You didn't tell me that. He said I mean, he didn't want him there. The dog anymore. was the dog was here, you know. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, I, I stay in my downtown crib at the East Central a couple nights a week. And then, you know, Julia's in school all day. And then the dog is sitting here by himself all day long. Right. You know, and I don't have like a doggy door that he can go in and out. So then I got What about a dog sitter? 
No dog sitting. Like someone just come in and take him, let him walk for a walk, and you know, take him to go poop. Yeah, Robert. I don't know. He's he got a mother. Chris she, Morales. She, she can handle. Yeah, if I could get Morales to walk him and then clean up his loose stool like he does for Chewy. By the way, uh, so last week Cappy was here and we're sitting in my office. And he's like, oh, hang on a minute. I'm getting a phone call. I have to take this. And it was like the internet technician, like the service text for the internet. Oh, no, no. It was like so- something had they had to come and do some something inside of his house, right? Mm-hmm, right. And they were like, oh, there's a dog there. And the technician like wanted to know if it's okay if they can come in or if there's somebody there that can like put the dog in a room. Right. And Cap goes, no, 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 no. I would advise you do not go in. I'm going to have to call and uh, have my daughter get the dog because he probably will. He will growl at you and he probably will bite you. Oh, no doubt. It was the it, what it was. It was uh, George. You'll appreciate this. It was my boy at Corky's Pest Control. Mm-hmm. The pest control guy came and he could hear the dog barking at him. And, you know, the dog is like tiny, but I mean, he's a little French bulldog. He was but terrified. On the other side of the fence, you think that this is like some giant, you know, German shepherd barking at you. And you're like, yo, if, if you guys can't get this dog in the house, we can't do our service. And I'm like, yeah, well, ain't nobody home to, to get the dog in the house. So guess you got to come back. That's and that's what they funny. had to do. All right. Well, there you go. Two things I needed to know. Brought to you that's by right. Morongo <laughs> Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Just the 90 minutes from wherever you are. Um, Cappy, who's going to have the dog in him this weekend? Who's going to have the dog in him to win this game this weekend? That's a good one. Very good job. I, I think it's Monday. And I haven't made up my mind exactly yet, meaning I haven't placed any wagers yet. Mm. But I will tell you this, George. Yeah. I had uh, Baltimore to cover nine and a half. I had San Francisco to cover nine and a half, loss. I had Detroit to cover six and a half, win. And I had Kansas City to cover, they were getting two and a half points. I went three for four this weekend. Mm-hmm. So as of today, and I haven't made my wager yet, although I probably should have jumped on Baltimore as a three-point favorite early this morning, and I think that line has gone up to three and a half. If you can find Baltimore at three, I would take that because that's that's what my brain is telling me, but my my I'm not sure yet. Like Kansas City, the one thing about these guys is this. They've been to six straight AFC championship games. They're the most playoff-conditioned team remaining. And I feel like until you knock Kansas City out, it's the same way I used to feel about New England. Until I see you knock them out, I don't believe you're going to be able to do it. I do like Baltimore Monday, and I'm. it could be my heart getting in the way. I kind of feel like I like the Lions on Monday. To be determined on the NFC game. I'm feeling pretty good about the AFC game, and I really think I like... I feel like I'm going to put my money on Cleveland. On Cleveland? Excuse me, on Baltimore. Right oh. There. Used to be Cleveland. That was yeah, a rude right. joke right there. Yeah. Sorry about that, Lindsay. Yeah. That was for you. I like Baltimore, too. I think it's going to be a tight game, though. I don't see the Chiefs getting blown out. I think that this is Lamar's time. They've got him weapons. Even if Mark Andrews... Mark Andrews has not been there in a minute, right? He's been hurt for like five weeks or something like that. Four that weeks, be, five that, That's five minutes. Yeah. For a, a, a long, you know, a few minutes. A right. few minutes. How about mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. But Zay Flowers has been really good as a rookie mm-hmm. for this team. That's right. I mean, really good. And Odell has come up with some big catches. And Lamar and that running game behind him, along with him, has been overwhelming at times for most teams. So... I just think it's their time. I think it's his time. He's become so much better in the pocket. And Kansas City, again, as we started the show talking, I feel like 
they've proven why they're the best franchise in the sport, even though they may not be the best team this year, because they can meta- do the metamorphosis from the video game offense to this more conservative um, and more like, I guess for lack of a better phrase, right? Like just more surgical, right? Um, more deliberate where they're only, th- I mean, they only threw the ball, what? 20 something times this past weekend. I mean, they've just, they've just become a team that can run the ball. They've got so many running backs, right? Um, but they un- could run the ball before, even yeah. with Mahomes before, but it's the defense, the combination of an elite level defense and the just commitment to the run in a way that they hadn't previously because they realized they have a shortcoming at wide receiver. But I'll tell you, you look at Lamar Jackson and the numbers in this last game, and, and I grant you, you know, they, they kind of took total control in the second half. But think about this. Lamar Jackson threw for 152 yards. That's it. Uh, that, and that's all they needed from him because they also got 100 yards rushing from him. And he accounted for four touchdowns in the game with zero interceptions. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I agree. I think this is Lamar Jackson's time, and I'll say it like this. It's his best time. Because just like the Buffalo Bills, who had their best chance to knock off the Kansas City Chiefs, you're home, you got the crowd, the place is going nuts. Um, you know, Josh Allen is running people over. You, you know, you've got this banged up defense, but they're very much keeping you in the game. Um, you have an opportunity to tie the game with your kicker. I mean, everything said if Buffalo was going to have a chance to get over on Kansas City, this would be the year for them to do it because they finally get Kansas City at home. So this is Lamar's time, but it's also his best chance because he's got Kansas City at home with his best team that he's been on. And by the way, one thing else that I think must be talked about, John Harbaugh's post-game dance moves. Very impressive. I don't know if you've seen the post-game locker room, but John Harbaugh, hips, arms, head, neck, shake it all, my man looks like he just came from a bar mitzvah this past weekend. John Harbaugh can get down, my man. Did you, did you see these moves? I did, yes. Um, I feel like he's definitely a, the better dancer of the two brothers. Oh, yeah. Jim is is too uptight. Yeah. Jim is too uptight. Now, speaking of Jim Harbaugh, you said a moment ago that the Chargers are low. Wait, wait. But hold on. What? What about Brock Purdy? Are you worried about Purdy? <laughs> I mean, or do you the NFC side? Yeah. yeah. Do you believe? Do you believe in Purdy? No. Do you believe in the Niners? Mm, not. You not think feeling. the Lions are a team of destiny? You think they're the Cubs, basically? Now. You just said it. I think, and maybe it's just I hope. I think the Lions are a team of destiny this yeah, year. Yeah, I think the Lions are losing this weekend. Well, yeah, because they've always been losers. No, no, it's not because they've always been losers. It's because the other team is much... I think it's just better. They're just better. They might be, but I'll tell you this right now. Um, I don't believe on paper the 49ers are much better. These are the two best teams in the NFC all season long. Okay, but look, it doesn't mean that the Lions next year may not be as good or better, but right now, today, in 2024, the year of the Lord, Mm. I still think the Niners are the better team. Vegas thinks is daring you seven points That's at right, home. They are. That's right, and they are daring me. They are, they are daring me, and they they dared me last week, and I took the 49ers thinking that the 49ers could cover. I can tell you right now, I I'm hoping that Detroit could win because I I do like the story of destiny, 
but I'll definitely take Detroit to cover those points. Right, but what, what is Vegas telling you? They were nine and a half point favorites last week against Green Bay, mm-hmm. and they did not cover. Yep. And this week against a team that you believe is equally as good as them, yep. they're a seven point favorite. Right, because what they're trying to do is they're trying to tell everybody, look, uh, you got to believe that the 49ers are as good as you've been hyping them all season long. I personally don't believe that. And I think Detroit is just as good. Defensive line, offensive line, running backs, receivers, and I think ultimately they've got the better quarterback. So I think this is, I think on paper, if you wanted to tell me that the 49ers are 5% better than the Lions, I would say to you the quarterback makes the difference. I'll take the Lions. I don't think they're only 5% better. How much better? I would say like 15.5%. Oh, wow. 15.5%. Yeah. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am going to say right now, and my friend John Lynch Jr. is not going to be happy with me, but I love the story of the Detroit Lions, and I hope that they win this game and do something that we've never seen in our lifetime. That's a no sucker d- bet if you take the Lions plus seven. Well, I thought it was a sucker bet to take the Niners the other day to give nine and a half, and I did it anyway. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think that was a sucker bet. I think they are, t- because m- most people look at it and they think like you, like, dude, they're, these teams are close. Like, why is it seven? See, that's when you're supposed to raise the antenna and go, hmm, something's up. There's a di- There's got to be a clear difference between the two teams. No, I think Vegas is playing on our emotions. Right. I think they are playing on your emotions, which is why you're going to take the seven points or you're going to give the seven points or whatever. I think the, the emotion Takes, that they're sorry. playing on, the, I think the emotion they're playing on is the Lions have always stunk. That's why they're seven point favorites on the road or seven point dogs on the road. And I'm going to ta- I'm going to have the guts to go against Vegas and I'm going to take the Lions and try and cover the points. Yeah. Good luck with that. Thank you. Hey, listen again. I was 3-1 and one this weekend, and all of my analysis was not football on-field analysis. It was, what is Vegas trying to get me to do? Well, I'll tell you right now, according to my friends at the Action Network. Okay, let me hear what they think. 52% of the bets mm-hmm. are on the Lions. But okay. mm-hmm. only 20% of the money. 80% of the money, of the big money, mm-hmm. is on the Niners. Okay, gotcha. I, I'm listen. I'm going to bet with my heart. I'm probably going to bet with my heart, and I'm probably well. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to take the Lions to cover. This is going to be Niners and the over. What's the over? Over under fifty-seven and a half points. No, I'm sorry. No, that's not what it is. That's wrong. Hold on. Let me know. 
51, rather. 51. Um, yeah, I would, I, I would think this game goes over. Yeah. I don't think San Francisco's defense is nearly as good as we thought it was going to be. The Niners are young. a minus three and a half on the money, minus 305 on the money line. That's a big bet. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the other way. I'm, I'm, I think everything is pointing. I'm are you going to go money line? line? No, I'm going to take the Lions to cover, and I'm going to take the over. Okay. All right. On the other side, I'm going to tell you right now it's only Monday, and I don't know what the line is right now, but I should have I should have jumped on this earlier when Baltimore was a three-point favorite. I think the line's gone up to three and a half. It, I believe it is at three and a half at the moment. See, I should have taken it when it was at three. I should have locked in my bet at three. I will tell you right now. I was too lazy to deal with it. The three and a half. Oh, gosh darn it. It yeah. comes back down. I got to jump on it on three. Yeah, it's three and a half. I should download the ESPN Bet app, actually. You should do that. You should, you should start right quoting now. that rather than telling me about the Action Network. Well, you know, I got stuff going on there. I understand. So You got action on the Action Network? Yeah. You got five dimes on the game? But I can, uh, you know, I can go to ESPN Bet, get some get some action there. I haven't downloaded either. It's a, is it a, sa- a standalone app? Yeah. I also have not done that. I'm going to do that right now. I'm be a good employee. Okay, nice. Good for you, man. Yeah. You are a good employee. You're a company man. I like that. Nah. Nah. Sometimes. Nah. I always allow while using the app, the location stuff, but not always. Don't do that. Don't do the always because then it always just runs your battery. Oh, no. I don't do that either. I'm like, you can only check my location when I'm using your app. Yeah. So can I get dark mode on this thing? Because it's just like. Hey, somebody sent me a DM the other day on Instagram and it was in vanish mode. What is vanish mode on DM? Did you set D- the vanish mode or did- I didn't. The person who sent it to oh, me. Oh, vanish mode is you can. It's basically like uh like uh what's that other one? Disappearing ink. It's yeah. Like Snapchat. 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 It's like a Snapchat. Yeah. You see it and it's gone after right. that. And I, I was don't want pissed. any receipts. I was pissed because I was like, hey man, you sent me that cool video and I wanted to hold on to that. What? what why you send it to me in vanish mode? And what did they say? He said, I don't know. Somehow it got into my settings. I don't know how well, it got to vanish sometimes mode. Sometimes if you flip the screen down, sometimes it automatically goes to vanish mode. But you can take it out of vanish mode by when you go to like the 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 the, the conversation, mm. you can the little uh, three dots on the right, you press that and then it could tell you how to change it to vanish mode. I don't mode. know, man. I didn't know what Well, no, but he was. has to do that, not you. You oh. can receive you would still receive it in vanish mode. But it's him who has to change that. Your buddy. Yeah, Maybe your buddy's a little shady. He wants to vanish some stuff. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, I mean, did I guess. It, what was the message? It was just what a, was the video? It, it was yeah. a business video. That's oh. what I'm saying. It wasn't Well, like maybe he doesn't chicks. want you to send it around because he knows you're a little bit of a yenta. <laughs> yeah, but so what? It was a motivational, inspirational piece. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like hot chicks in bikinis or anything. It was like, hey, man, I don't want this connected to my, my, you know, my account. Yeah. All right. Well, Cappy, coming up next, I want to get into the coaching carousel and your chargers. And I say that facetiously. Mm. Still in the mix with Jim Harbaugh as they've lined up interview numero dos. Mm-hmm. But first, tell them about your friends at Yamava. You're going to know, George, mm-hmm. that one of our listeners, longtime listener and a huge fan of the show, came to Yamava last Monday, hung out with this guy. Turns out he's Stevie Wonder's personal assistant. No way. Yep. Did you ask him if he thinks that Stevie Wonder's really blind? I did not ask him that. I only ask because that's like a big, you know, controversy that's been going on for years, big conspiracy theory. I didn't ask him if Stevie Wonder's blind or if he really has sight. I did ask him if Stevie would come into the studio and do some jamming for us. Figure if we bring Stevie in, sets up like a, a keyboard in studio, and then does some like, you know what I'm saying? That's my favorite song by him. 
And then I thought we could all put on our sunglasses and jam like Stevie. Pretty cool, huh? If only things that is panned cool, out the way that you always wanted them to, Cappy. Well, you know what? I've got his number, and um, I'll have to start pitching him on it. Try and get Stevie in studio. Let's go. You know, DeAndre, you know who Stevie Wonder is? <laughs> yes, I know who Stevie Wonder is. Really? You know yes. that uh, Shaq and Charles Barkley both think that Stevie Wonder is not really blind. Um, yeah, well, there's videos of him, like... Driving? No. Oh. <laughs> now that'd be something. The Come most on, famous man. video is the one of him, like, he's at, like, some... I forgot where it was, but it's, like, some concert where he's performing with multiple artists, and, like, somebody knocked over one of those microphone stands, and then he caught it. Yeah. And then people are like, whoa, what the heck? You know? Yeah, so. there's a lot of them. Just, just uh, YouTube it or Google it. You know what we should do? We should take Stevie over to Crypto.com Arena, put a basketball in his hands, and go, yo, man, shoot some free throws. And that will determine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, Cappy. <laughs> By the way, I downloaded and already created a, an account for my ESPN bet. Okay, I have not done that, but I'm going to follow your lead. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do that right now. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Cappy, in the interim, mm-hmm. what do you make of the Chargers' second interview with Jim Harbaugh? Here's what I make of it. Um, Jim Harbaugh walks into the meeting. He sees the ownership of the Chargers sitting across the table. And it's pretty simple. Guys, are you going to pay me or are you not going to pay me? See, the thing about this this Jim Harbaugh thing, and and I've said it all along, and I'm going to stick with my prediction, and if I'm wrong, I'll have to just take the fact that I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. I've suggested to you, and I've predicted the entire time, that Jim Harbaugh will return to Michigan. By the way, if you listen to Troy Aikman on the broadcast on Saturday afternoon, this was the Ravens game, mm-hmm. Troy Aikman made it seem like it's a foregone conclusion that Jim Harbaugh is definitely going to be in the NFL next year. He didn't say the Chargers, he didn't say the Falcons, but Troy Aikman was like, hey, it's a done deal, he's going to the NFL. Like Troy didn't even give any consideration to a return to Michigan. Correct. I still believe Harbaugh goes back to Michigan, but... I don't know if you noticed this or not, George. The Chicago Bears had requested from the Chargers they wanted to interview Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator of the Chargers last year. Mm -hmm. The Chargers denied that request. I saw that. Now, most teams, when a a coordinator has a chance to move, especially when a coach has been fired, most teams grant that permission. Yes. Yes. Now, I mean, here, I'll use the Rams as an example. Mm-hmm. I mean, between Les Snead and Kevin Demoff, those two guys are practically out there campaigning like it's New Hampshire or mm-hmm. Iowa for Raheem Morris. Right. I, I still think Raheem Morris has a very, very good chance of becoming the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. We'll see how that all plays out. But it is odd to me that the Chargers would hire Kellen Moore Mm-hmm. Give him a multi-year contract, mm-hmm. fire their head coach, and still hold on to this coordinator because I got news for you. Jim Harbaugh is going to look across the table and go, not only do I want $20 million a year to come coach a crappy franchise, but I'm bringing in all my own guys. I'm, I'm building my own staff. They're like, well, Jim, you know, the thing is we paid Kellen more and we don't have to want to fire him and pay him when we're going to have to pay you $20 million a year, so can't you just use him as like the offensive coordinator? And Harbaugh looks at them and goes, guys, it, it doesn't work that way. When you want me, I make decisions. I make the call. I'm not taking on your, your coaches from last year because they're under contract. 
So I, that that struck me as odd, George. Uh, it is odd. Um, but, I mean, it doesn't mean that they want him to take him on. You don't know that. Maybe no. he's just the quarterback's coach then well, next year. Well, but hold on. If you're Jim Harbaugh, you're probably going to walk through the door and go, I'm bringing my entire staff. And I don't mean everybody well, from Michigan. I, I was just going to say, like, no, that's not possible. I, I, but it's my staff. And Kellen Moore may or may not be on my staff. And he may or may not be a coordinator. And if he's not the coordinator and he's a $4 million a year uh, quarterbacks coach, mm-hmm. that isn't going to sit well with the team either. But here's the reason you keep Kellen Moore. Because you're probably going to hire a guy like a Mike Vrabel, for example. Or you're going to hire a guy like a Dan Quinn, for example. Or even a Raheem Morris, for that matter. You're probably keeping a guy like Kellen Moore because you're thinking about a defensive head coach. And you feel like you've already paid Kellen Moore and he's not going anywhere. I just, that Kellen Moore thing made me say, and it made me even stronger in my conviction, that the Chargers will not sign Harbaugh. And by the way, don't give up on Atlanta. Why has Atlanta not immediately hired Bill Belichick? You're the Atlanta Falcons, and you have, you've had two interviews with Bill Belichick, the greatest coach in the history of the NFL, and you haven't jumped on that and hired him? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why not, George? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're doing their due diligence. Now, Harbaugh's also having a second interview there, too. So That's my point. That's exactly my point, is that Harbaugh will meet with the Falcons as well. And I'll ask you this question. In your opinion, who do you, you are think trying is- to will this into existence correct, so bad? Correct. Please, universe, please. A, make me look smart. And B, do not let me do not let one of my favorite guys, Jim Harbaugh, coach my least favorite team on the planet. Oh, please, so universe, please. Oh, so are the football gods listening? Hello. Yeah. Does this thing work? Mm-hmm. I would say to you this. Arthur Blank is 81 years old, and Arthur Blank is a multi-gazillionaire. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll sell a few more pairs of pliers at uh, Home Depot to pay Jim Harbaugh, and I would say that he's more inclined to pay that money than the Spanos family is. Historically, you'd be correct. Just a guess. But, you know, you were just sitting there telling me earlier about history, like the Lions history, stinking and all that. And you felt that that was clouding my judgment, which I don't believe it was. So I will say that to you. Is your Chargers history clouding your judgment? Thousand percent right. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot let one of my favorite coaches, Jim Harbaugh, coach my least favorite team. Oh, it's funny. Man. What are they paying Kellen Moore? 
I don't know. I mean, they've, they've got him on a multi-year contract, and so you got to figure. It's probably that, a couple uh, mil. Well, I mean, a couple mil. I mean, that's the lower end, really. Yeah, it's I think probably like, it's. I mean, you know, it's probably at least a million or a couple million a year, you know? Oh, I would say probably looking at like three million, four million a year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Guess. Like, it's probably like, yeah, a little above two for sure. Yeah. Well, that's what my boy was making in Cleveland. He was making two. So, you know, I got to figure that if he's making two in Cleveland, uh, Kellen Moore is making more in L.A. Oh, wait, but you just said that the, uh, you know, that they're like cheap. So why they would, they be, why they would they be paying him le- more than your boy? Because he was in demand at the time. Kellen Moore was in demand? Wasn't yeah. he going to get let go anyway because McCarthy oh, was, wanted to run his own offense? Absolutely, but he was a hot candidate. Mm. By the way, uh, Antonio Pierce in, in Vegas, let's keep our eye on who his new offensive coordinator might be. Let's just keep our eye on that one, you George. You got some inside info on that, Cappy? I'll just say this. Um, there was a piece of, uh, there was an article printed today, published today, that Antonio Pierce hired former Cincinnati Bengals head coach Marvin, Marvin Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. Um, there's a relationship there. Why don't I ask? I just thought of something with the Kellen Moore stuff. Go ahead. What if they're keeping him as just like the break glass in case of emergency head coaching option? There's no doubt that he's a guy who's already had an interview, and I think he is being held in an emergency capacity. He's under contract. Why fire him and pay him? Let's find out who our head coach right. is going to be. If we can get Harbaugh, then we'll deal with firing right. him. Then we'll fire him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not cool, but it's but I get it. I don't think Kellen Moore, or anybody for that matter, really wants to go jump on that Chicago Bears job unless they know that they're moving on from Justin Fields and they're going to get Well, aren't Caleb they Boyle. talking about the guy that uh, the QB collective guy? Yeah, the guy who came from Seattle, who's now uh, right. now the offensive coordinator. Yeah, he, uh, he was with McVay for a second. Yeah, he this quarterback collective is like one of these quarterback factories, these pre-draft right. quarterback factories. And, and so, Caleb was there in one of their camps or whatever. Shane Waldron. That's Waldron, that's yes. Him. There you go. Yeah, Waldron. So there you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it, that's probably what it is. It's just they're holding on to him, break glass in case of emergency. Everything falls through. We still there, have Kellen Moore under contract. There's no doubt that if they wind up hiring a Dan Quinn, a Mike Vrabel, a Raheem Morris, a defensive coach, hey, we've already got an offensive coordinator for you. And guys like Raheem Morris and Dan Quinn, they're so excited to become head coaches. They'll be like, okay, fine. Let him be the offensive coordinator. Then no there, problem. There you have it. And that's why Dan Quinn, by the way, makes some sense. Because they have familiarity with correct, each other. Correct. Having yeah. been in Dallas together. Yeah. That's right. All right. Coming up next, Cappy, big deal or no deal. But first, tell them about your prize picks for tonight. Guys, I want to tell everybody this. Christopher, all right, Lindsay, you take it away. Thanks, Sedano. All right, so a couple of these are football related. Over the weekend, Dak Prescott's brother, Tad, took to social media to fire shots at Cowboys fans who have basically been begging his brother to leave the team. (laughs) He tweeted, quote, Cowboy fans who continue to DM me, trust me, if I could get Dak to leave Dallas, I would. I, too, want him out of Dallas. The city and the organization have been great to he and our family, but done with the drama and the so-called fans, but he loves his team and wants to bring it rings. Is Dak Prescott's brother tweeting this to fans a big deal or no deal, Cappy? Um, I'm going to say it's a moderately big deal because it's not a no deal. I think that when you have a family member um, downing on the organization, I say organization, it's really not the Cowboys themselves, it's the fan base. 
it it just puts Dak in harm's way. I don't mean physical harm's way. It just makes the fans not like him as much. Um, so it's not like it was just some random person saying this is his brother. And then you start you start to question like, where's this coming from? Is this coming from the brother, or is this coming from him? Because I mean, sometimes your brother is such a jerk that people like hate on you because of him. Like, see Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, it's it's not a huge deal, but it's not a no deal. I'm calling it moderately big deal. Uh, no deal for me. I don't think anyone gives a rat's ass. I mean, it's just his brother. Like, I mean, it's like fodder to talk about, but it doesn't mean anything. Well, I feel like Dak has also kind of like tried to distance himself from oh, really? said How drama. So? How so? Well, I mean, I don't know. Normally, guys get involved in this. He's kind of said like, yeah, I don't know what my brother's talking about. I love Dallas. Oh, did he say that? So, something along those lines. Oh. All right. Well, that, that changes things a little bit, knowing that. That well, Dak I mean, has already refuted his brother. But of course he's going to say that. That's just like the Odell Beckham thing. You know, when Odell's dad was posting videos on Instagram and stuff like that and talking all kinds of smack, and Odell was like, yeah, it's just my dad being my dad, you know. Mm. But really deep down, it was really Odell saying it. So, well, right, maybe, maybe it is Dak. Maybe it is Dak saying it. Well, I mean, speaking of brothers, how about Jason Kelsey... You know, there for support for Travis Kelsey, even though I know how much you hate. Like, that would have been a great moment, except Taylor Swift was in it, and everyone's just like, oh, God, come on. Well, who's who wants the attention more, Taylor Swift or Jason Kelsey? I think Jason Kelsey was just being a cool brother. No? I mean, I mean he's, he's retiring. What does he care about the attention? Well, I mean, well, uh, it's good for their retiring podcast. Yet. He hasn't said he's retiring yet. He went on this podcast and said listen, he's not retiring yet. Listen to the Eagles fan. I mean, I get, I got to give it up to Jason Kelsey. I mean, for a big I like dude, him. I how tall cool. is he? About 6'4", and he's probably about 320 pounds. My man looks good. You know? I mean, he's big and thick, but he, like, he ain't old school, fat and sloppy O-line looking. Man, he looks good. <laughs> I feel like he's just a normal dude that wants to support his brother. I mean, his wife, on the contrary to like Taylor Swift and her whole thing, she doesn't like to sit up in the suite, and she hasn't all season because she said, I like being down there and sitting with the fans and interacting with the fans. I mean, I did love it when Jason Kelsey jumped out of the suite to drink the beer and then jumped right back yeah, in. Yeah, that's what I'm talking that about. Guy, that guy great. could have a career as a pro wrestler if he wants to. Oh, I would not be surprised if that happened because I know he's a big fan. Oh, really? Yeah, him and Travis Kelsey. I mean, it looked like he fans. went over the top ring rope to get back in. What would that sound like if you were calling that? Like Jerry Lawler or uh, Vince McMahon style. Can you do an impression, Cappy? You're good I don't at those. Know. I'm not sure what you're talking about here. I mean, I mean, like you... just pretending that that moment was a wrestling move, you know? Well, he went right over the top ring rope, right back into the suite. I just thought funny. it was hilarious. It I was mean, funny. the guy's shirtless the entire game. It's like, <laughs> like shoot video of me. And, right. and and CBS, like as soon as somebody scores for the Chiefs, right to Taylor Swift. No, I I did notice that it was only when Kelsey scored. But no, you know. no, no, no. Go watch the Isaiah Pacheco touchdown. Okay. I did not notice it on that one. Mm -hmm. I noticed it with the Kelsey ones, though. All right, well, speaking of the NFL, Vikings receiver Justin Jefferson voiced his displeasure with the NFL social media team Sunday when the league's Twitter account shared a photo of a fan holding what he thought was an inappropriate sign. So at one point, NBC cameras cut to a Lions fan holding a sign that referenced Coach Dan Campbell's legendary introductory press conference back mm-hmm. in January 2021, mm-hmm. you know, where he said, like, we're going to kick you in the teeth and we're going to bite a kneecap off. So the fan sign listed each team that Detroit has beaten in recent weeks to advance to the NFC championship game and specifically listed kneecap next to the Rams and the Vikings. So Justin Jefferson tweeted, 
y'all wild for this, this ain't cool, because he's probably referring to the knee injuries incurred by Lions opponents Correct. in recent weeks. So is yeah, this that's a big what deal the fan no deal? was doing, yes. Yeah, is this a big deal or no deal? Um, It's not a good look, I would say that. I mean, if you're one of your, I, I would say it's a, it's a deal. I don't know if it's big or, or no. It's definitely no. I don't know if it's big, but it's a deal if one of your star players is not not happy about it. So I, it's it's not overrated, underrated, but it's properly rated? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think it's no deal at all. I can't believe that Justin Jefferson would care that a fan put together this sign when everybody ridicules Well, but I don't Dan think he's Campbell. caring about the fan part. I think he cares about the NFL tweeting it. Well, that's what I'm getting at. So a fan writes a, a, a sign. And everybody knows that Dan Campbell was completely ridiculed for his whole knee biting. We're going to kick you in the teeth and we're going to bite a kneecap off. Right. And everybody knows that he was ridiculed for that. So a fan takes advantage of it and the league goes, okay, everybody knows the reference and the league puts it out. I think Justin Jefferson should focus on his health and being a really good football player, not being a social media manager. I'm kind of with you, Cappy. And I also think that there is a chance, maybe even a decent chance, that the person who posted that on the NFL social media account didn't realize that those people, like people on those teams, had knee injuries. Because I know some people who work for the NFL Network's social team, and I feel like, you know, that's a possibility. Well, it was the NFL, not the NFL Network necessarily, but it's, and it may be one and the same. I don't know that be the case. Look, I, I don't have an issue with him, like, taking umbrage with it. Like, yo, what the hell, dude? God, everybody's so sensitive. It's not oh about being gosh. sensitive, dude. Like he, you know, who that it's it's not like it's some small injury, you know? Right, but but did they intentionally hurt him? Um, well, look, um some people do believe that not that particular situation, but there has not been uh hits that you think somewhat are somewhat intentional. I'm not um, saying I that thought, one was or not. Okay, but, well it's, it's like I mean, last week didn't Matthew pro- Stafford go yes. up to the same guy and and, and, and he and, said, Hey, and, that's a clean uh, hit. He said, That's a clean hit, but you're dirty. I've seen it on film. Right. I didn't think the hit on Tyler Higby was dirty. You're, um, I don't know if it was hurt or dirty or not, but I mean, it was right at his knee. You know what I mean? Well, he was way up in the air. I mean, I think if you're Matthew Stafford, you might go back and look at that throw and go. Boy, I don't know I put if he was way up in position. the air. He was already coming down. I don't know, man. I thought it was a very compromising, as JB Long said in the call. You know what? You are you're the def- you're the one that's so sensitive about the Lions. Anything about the Lions? You're super sensitive. I mean, how about you stop being so sensitive for once? <laughs> Justin Jefferson got lionophobia over there. Jeez, Justin Jefferson, lionitis. Move, move on up to the Upper East Side, man, in a deluxe apartment in the sky. Good lord! Thank you. <laughs> that was a terrible dad joke, Cap. All right, well, your dad. That's died. it. We're done. We gotta go. We have dealer's choice coming up. All right, good. I have something I need to talk to you guys about. I mean, really. Yeah, I mean, I've got to talk to you guys. That's about a something. shocker. Yeah. I would be stunned that that would be the case. No, I hope fine. it's something you love as much as Subaru, though. I do love Subaru. I do indeed. Um, the thing about Subaru is this: is that oh, Cappy. By the way, Joel Embiid has tied Will, tied Will Chamberlain's franchise record with the Sixers. We all know he scored a hundred points in a game, uh, but it wasn't with the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid has sixty-eight points with under two minutes to go. Just Come under on. two minutes to really? go. Really? Yep. Where, where can I watch this game? On uh, League Pass. It's probably on NBA TV right now. I bet you they've they've on whatever's on NBA TV they've probably moved to this game right now. Uh, let's see here. Um, I think the game is over. I think it was the final heat. Yeah, I feel like I'm seeing. Yeah, oh, it's over. Yeah, it was covered in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. You're right. You're way behind. Yeah, sorry. I hadn't refreshed Twitter. Wow. And I just had to go NBA TV, and here it is. Yep. Just like what that. did he finish with? 
Don't know. 70. Oh, there you go. 70 points. Who are they playing against? Minnesota, I thought, right? Or no? San Antonio. Uh, yeah, San Antonio. Oh, San Antonio. San Antonio. Oh, it was Wemby, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Just took advantage of that skinny little rascal? <laughs> yep. Yeah, he did. Wow, uh, that's the first. Se- is that the first 70-point game since Devin Booker? What did Donovan Mitchell have? Did he have 70? He did have 70 last year. Oh, there you go. 70 points in last a game. Last January, actually. Jeez. Yeah. God, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Cappy, what's your dealer's choice today? All right, let me ask you guys a question. I need a little advice, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I'm, I'm not like the world's most adventurous eater, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I feel like I've got a pretty decent grasp, you know, like if somebody said to me, hey, we're going to go for Italian. Okay, fine. We're going to go for Chinese. Fantastic. Wonderful. Uh, recently, I've gotten into like a bunch of Thai. There's a couple of Thai restaurants that I like. I didn't really know the Thai menu. As a kid, I could never, ever, ever remember a time ever. I don't even think there were sushi restaurants when I was a kid. Certainly, my parents didn't take us to any. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter tonight, she loves pho. Yeah, the soup. Now, I don't really know pho, but she wants to go for pho. And she's like, oh, Dad, there's this great new pho place I found not too far from the house. we got to go for pho tonight. So me, of course, I don't really care. I'll go eat anything, and I want to be with her, so I, it doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you guys, I don't really know pho. So does anybody have like a anybody have a strong suggestion for me tonight? What kind of what fuck? Because you know at Yamava we ate the, we took down the twenty two inch glizzy. They're going to be doing like a pho eating contest, and I told Chris Morales I'm going to pho you, you know. So I don't really know what phoing is. <laughs> Can, can someone help a brother out? I mean, does anybody here anybody here feel like they've got a good grasp on pho? <laughs> it's a soup, Cappy. I know, but come on. There's got to be more to it than just there's soup, There's like right? rice, noodles, meat. I don't know. Broth, right? Like, I mean, it's it's cold outside. It's rainy outside. I understand why she would want some kind of like a hot broth. It's like a Vietnamese dish. You know, Funch is in here. Funch is like the food Yeah, guy. go. Funchy, you tell him. Like hey, but am I right? It's base, It's broth. It's meat. It's Vietnamese. It's, you know, vegetables. All right, Funchy, give me a suggestion. I'm going to go for pho tonight. I would never say, hey, you guys want to go for pho? I'd say you want to go for sushi. You want to go for Italian. You know, you want to go for a little Chinese, perhaps. Thai. But I would never say, hey, you want to go for pho. So, Funch, if I'm going for pho. It's, it's. You know what Japanese ramen is? It's basically the Vietnamese version of that. Okay, so the answer is no. Okay, I don't know if you had. You never had j- Japanese ramen, like not really. really. Okay, like, no, like people like like go to noodle ramen soup, places? like noodle soup. Yeah, okay. there's ramen places everywhere. I know. I don't really go. And you know, it's the best thing to do on a cold, rainy day is to eat like a hot yeah, soup. bowl of noodle. Yeah, yeah, soup. All right. So what do I what do I get, Fonji? Tell me what I should order. <laughs> uh, they have like brisket, brisket a mm-hmm. uh, but they also have like tripe and stuff like that. Stuff that like. You know, the type of meat that, you know, you usually don't eat all the time. You know, like tripe and stuff like that. I don't know what tripe is. Is that a fish? No, it's a piece of the cow. I don't know what oh, part of the cow it is, but it's... Tripe or tri-tip? It's stomach lining. Ugh, <laughs> tripe, bro. <laughs> oh, horrible. <laughs> uh, uh, it's good if you put some hot sauce on it. Okay. All right, I'll, but, I'll give you a report tomorrow. I'll let you know how my pho was. Hey, Funchy, you, you by the be- way, you, you know, everybody got those Skechers. Funch, you got those Snoop Dogg I Skechers. I did. Thank you How very you much. Like I, I love them. I love them. Yeah? I can't wait. I'm waiting for you to come into studio, and I'll wear them. I'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, I'll wear them. Okay. George, how do you like your Skechers? You know, they've become my indoor shoes. I haven't worn them outside yet. They're, like, clean, so I'm wearing them in my house. Oh, 
Look at Georgie Porgy putting in pie, wearing his Skechers and getting kind of high. <laughs> DeAndre, you hear the way I just freestyled that? I, I did. I did. That's nice right there, man. <laughs> All right, we're done here. Funchy, what's coming up on Lakers Talk real quick with uh, Alan Sliwa? Jovan Buha? <laughs> uh, lots of Alan Sliwa. Lots of trade talk. Oh, there you go. DeJounte really? Murray, get it done. Uh, all right, excellent work, DeAndre, Lindsay, Funchy for hanging out, Christopher, the circle of trust, and you, Cappy, even you. I'm feeling pretty good about today's show. All right, me too. All right, you guys have a great night. Alan Slewa and Lakers Talk is next.